Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Living Learning Leading podcast. I'm Michaela Howard-Jones. Last episode, you got the chance to hear all about the key capability, self-aware, collaborative and socially adept from the perspective of students inside of St. Catherine's Catholic School. If you haven't heard that one, I highly recommend you go back and check that one out. But on today's episode, we are in Gleason College talking to the students about the capability moral, compassionate and ecologically aware. To start off, James sits down with Emma, a Year 7 student at Gleason. So do you remember the very first time that it was kind of brought in to class and they said, we're going to be using this new thing? That was really confusing. I was like, "What? how is this going to help us at all? But okay. yeah. <laughs> what was that kind of what everyone was, was saying and thinking? Yeah, as well? they didn't okay. think it was going to be very helpful, but it turned out to be not that bad. So. So, so what was the process? How did the teachers work through it with you? They got us to think about how we could, how we use this in our everyday lives and how we were using it in the tasks and assignments that we were doing in school. Yeah. In what different places and what kind of diverse places is the is these capabilities actually finding their way in? Well, without even realising it, you kind of use them everywhere, like at home, out with your friends, at school. Like, yeah, they're in pretty much every single subject and every single assignment because we have that up the top. We have to think about, oh, well, we might not have used, we might not have been collaborative in this assignment, but we're thinking about the whole world. We're thinking about all the other key capabilities and stuff like that. Mm. We say it's at the top of every assignment. What do you mean? Well, when we get our assignment sheets, they put the key capabilities on the actual assignment sheet. Oh. So we sit, we look at it and we think about like, oh yeah, we're actually using these key capabilities in this assignment because we're doing, we're working in groups, we're being collaborative, we're looking at this on a whole globe scale, stuff like that. So could you talk me through like, is there like a specific assignment um, and, it, and it doesn't matter which one, but anyone that kind of like immediately comes to mind where you go, maybe something recently where you know what the kind of like the outline is, what the rubric is, but how the, the different capabilities found their way into the end result of it. So I actually do. So um, we recently did an assignment about oil spills and we had the capabilities and my teacher went through it and talked about how, we, how we're using these cap- capabilities in the actual assignment. And because we're learning about oil spills, we learned about the environment, we learned about um, like empathising for that and like all sorts of other stuff that relate to the key capabilities. And sometimes just it's pretty easy to understand when you actually look at a set of them because they're things that you do use and you do think about in everyday life. Next up, Morgan and Natalie, two year eight students, sit down with James to talk about the journey that the Continua has made in their education, from the first time that they were introduced to it to the impact that it has made for them now. So um, uh, you, we've just heard kind of what the year seven experience is like. How does that kind of compare to your experience of when you first encountered the Living Learning Leading Framework and the capabilities? Do you remember the very first time, Morgan, when you... Had to see them and work with them? Yeah, well, it was in grade seven too and it was introduced to us and like Emma said, it's always on the assignment sheets and it really opens up your mind because normally I wouldn't think about all these key capabilities but when it's there and in front of you, it really gets you thinking about how you're using those skills in real life and not only academically but mm. who you are as a person as well. How does it work that these capabilities have found their way and you're actually able to relate to it? Is it Was that a process that you went through as a class or do you think that's just the very nature of the way the whole thing works? Well, I feel like it's always there. Like it's even at home, you can just always... Like even the little things, when you turn off the lights and when you don't waste water and when you're thinking about, um, you know, n- not like 
being trying to be more sustainable and things like that that's like a key capability ecologically aware when you're thinking about all those different things yeah it's just always there and you can think about it at school and at home it's kind of just who you are and a part of you yeah absolutely so um in terms of uh, i can see you've got the uh the continuer there for moral compassionate and ecologically aware and you've also highlighted some certain areas there is that the areas that you identified where you like, where you were initially or is it something that you constantly are reevaluating in terms of where you are on the continuum? Can you talk me through that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, well, you're always um, thinking about it and reevaluating yourself mm. and this isn't just going to be where I am for life. You know, that's yep. it's a continuous thing. So even when I'm older, I'll move up or possibly even down in some scales. But yeah, you're always thinking about it and how it's changing and how you change as a person. It kind of all relates to the key capabilities. I reflect individually and I think about the assignment and I think about how I can demonstrate these key capabilities and you can like re- like evaluate yourself by yourself and then you're asked to go back and reflect on okay. that and we have like a small interview with a teacher and y- one of your parents and yourself and you get evidence of where you've shown the key capabilities and yeah. Wow. So is this superseded now kind of what's the three-way conference in well, a way, or parent-teacher interview in that in that regard, are you using the continuum now as a as a kind of like a tool for that? Yeah, it's almost like a guide. Like you can look at your assignment and then have a look at what key capability you've demonstrated and um, really think about that. And then at the interview, the teacher will like you'll run through it, and the teacher will yeah explain and re assure the parent that this is what we've been doing this is what your child has done this is how they've demonstrated it through this work it's evident that Mm. they have shown these key capabilities right do you think the fact that it's found its way into so many different areas makes it more effective yeah i do and i feel like without this i wouldn't really think about these skills or these capabilities but with it there it really gets me thinking like oh wow i didn't even know i did that or i didn't even know i showed compassion or i didn't even know i was you know ecologically aware in this assignment or even just as a person and it really just opens yourself up to it and you get thinking about all these different things and it's really good i love it personally and i think it's really effective Can you sort of like um, maybe compare and contrast? You've, you've heard everything that Morgan's been saying about that stuff. Is this stuff that uh, that that you can relate to as well? Has your experience uh, engaging with with the uh, living, learning, leading framework and this particular capability, especially, uh, what's been the same and what's been different? Um, well, at first, well, we when we got our assignments, I just saw this yellow banner kind of just flick through it, and then. When we got to the end of the year, we used to have a class called PDP where it was with, like, for us it was with sevens, eights and nines because we're middle school. And in year seven I was like, oh, what is this? And they were just, we got a booklet of, like, all of these, Mm -hmm. all of the capabilities explaining, like, all the continuers. Mm -hmm. And we had to highlight where we think that we fit into all of them. And where did you fit on them? Um... Well, 
Probably mostly like the first and second one. Mm-hmm. How was that explained to you, just out of curiosity, like when you go into the first or second one, there, there might be a sense of going, oh, I'm only in the first or second one, you know. Was it kind of talked through with you by the teachers about what that meant and, and what then kind of like, going, oh, so I'm here, I'm at one and two on, on the uh, on the continuer, what happens now? We talked through the whole thing, explaining like what each keep capability meant and why it was relative to that stuff. Then, as Morgan said, we had to show evidence. We had to find, like, assignments throughout the year, and that's where the banner came in handy. When you say the banner, what do you mean by the banner? So it's pretty much um, a rainbow banner at the top, and it's, like, above a rubric of your work, Mm -hmm. and it has all of the capabilities and a box ticked for which ones the assignment, like, relates to. Oh, I see. That's what you were talking about, Morgan, in terms of what's at the top of your assignments. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you now. Looking at this with moral, compassionate and ecologically aware, uh, do you kind of, you, you look at those things that are sitting in column five, and I can see, Morgan, you've already ticked one of the column five things, so good luck, good one, <laughs> go you. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> But do, do you kind of look at those things down the end and going, no, actually, I can see myself aspiring towards uh, to, towards doing that. I mean, what are some of the things that are actually sitting in those in that final column there? Well, yeah, for moral, um, I remember like in one of my worksheets in grade seven, we had to decide who received a heart transplant and who needed it the most. Mm. And we were really like thinking about ethical decisions and less on the emotional impact. And in that, that, this, you said year seven. Year seven, yeah. Okay, well that's okay. That's just <laughs> very high, high order. Very, it's, 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 you know, it's very, yeah, it's ethical, like real hardcore ethical thinking. But yeah, keep going. Yeah, and just on that assignment, I didn't even realize I was demonstrating um, these skills in the higher end on the moral side. Mm-hmm. I just never really thought about it. And then with the key capabilities there, I could connect and relate to that, and it was really handy. And I didn't see that without the key capabilities there but then when I saw it on the assignment sheet and I had to highlight where I was I could um, have evidence and prove that I was there on the scale. So I'll just grab your names again. Sorry, I didn't catch them before. So you're Amy? Yep. Great. Easy? And I'm Tuan. Tuan. Fantastic. Okay, cool. So we are here today to talk about the uh, Living, Learning, Leading Framework. And Tuan, what what year are you in at the moment? I'm in year nine. Year nine. And Amy, you're in? Year ten. Year ten. Fantastic. Great. So I guess... What I'm really keen to know, first and foremost, is how have you feel that um, that you as a maybe as a person outside outside school as well, like engaging with the um, uh, with this particular capability and all the capabilities, has actually it's going to sound a bit grandiose, but how has it changed you as a person? <laughs> That's a question I haven't really thought about, but um, I reckon looking back now. It's definitely helped me to see things from other people's perspective and kind of help me relate to other people in a sense rather than just thinking kind of like about myself it's helped me to stop being I'm not going to say selfish but like like I said see things from other people's perspectives you know I'm able to like analyze my morals and critique them in response to say if I got an argument I'm able to see the other person's morals and go well maybe I don't agree with those morals, but maybe there's something I could learn from that as well. What you're, what you're actually talking about here, though, is you're talking about quite a profound difference. Yes. Do you feel it's been a profound difference? Because you know, what you're talking yeah. about is you're actually talking about essentially 
engaging with this process has increased your empathy. Yes. No, I agree with that. I reckon it has definitely changed me. I feel like it changes the way you think. Like, you look out for other people around you and, like, who you surround yourself with. Mm Mm-hmm. You care for other people. You look around and see what's wrong. So when we look at the um, uh, the, the chart here, the continuer that you work through, and I'm sure you've probably looked at this like a huge number of times. <laughs> I'd be curious to know if when you've actually looked at it, if you've sort of seen one of the um, uh, particular areas within the statements that sit within it and, and go, huh. That one stands out to me, really sums up what a person who is moral, compassionate and ecologically aware is all about. Is there one that jumps out at you at all? I think for the second one, I reflect on my moral values through. I think that's like surrounding yourself with people that you know and who can help you become a better person. Mm. Like they help you become more aware of things around you because you learn from each other in your friendship group. Yeah. You learn from what you like, what you do and you do things together all around. And so do you think as well, like you, you say you look at that in your friendship group, do you think it also helps make you a better friend to other people as yeah, well? Yeah, like meeting, so? meeting new people, like during primary school, from the jump from primary school to high school, you learn all these new things even though we didn't do this in primary school Mm. but we learned these new things that we can that can help us to find new people yeah yeah that's very very interesting any of the jump out at you amy um probably the one within the compassionate capability the one about um putting myself in another person's shoes and being able to emphasize with them um i think that's also one that i probably developed a lot as well you know I've actually become quite an empath over the years. You know, it hurts me to see someone else hurting. So I think with that, I've been able to help grow connections in that sense as well. Just even people knowing that I can be there for them. Do you, was there a, a particular moment that you can think of where you you really did notice that you were looking at things differently? The way you, you sensed, hang on a second. Yeah. I'm thinking and feeling about this differently. I'm going to say about halfway through year nine, kind of felt like I opened up a new chapter mm. within my life. Um, I think that's because I'd gotten a really good GPA and I was very academically focused. So I felt very accomplished in that sense, but I think I was also starting to notice that I was losing friends because of that, because of how dedicated I was to my academics. Like I'd cancel social events to go study, that kind of thing. And I think during that time, I kind of realised like you you need to gain those social connections back because otherwise you're just going to, you're going to leave high school and you're going to have not a lot of people. Finally, to finish off, James sits down with Kate Morganti, Assistant Principal Teaching and Learning, to reflect on the day. Got to be happy with that. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just a few moments that just kind of like really jumped out to me. And I'd be very curious to know as someone who's has been working as kind of like a a leading educator at the school as well, from your for your perspective of what you were hearing as well. Well, to start with hearing uh, the sort of things that they were talking about from a year seven point of view, this whole idea of the value of life, I think they were talking about and all of the moral and ethical understandings that underpin that. um, That was really remarkable. But I think all in all, the two things that really struck me were the fact that the students could see 
the true transfer between the whole idea, especially of how important it was to be moral, compassionate and ecologically aware in their own lives and their own experiences. That was really clear to them and they were really sure of it. The other one is that thing that we in this series we keep coming back to is that giving students language of learning actually facilitates learning. You know, that the language itself is a means to an end in a lot of ways. Yes, and the the focus on the vocabulary is something that is paramount for us. Um, while we were waiting this morning, we were just looking at the continuer and we were unpacking a few of them together and they were even talking about the contextual situation that they're living through at the moment in terms of the pandemic. Right, oh, yeah. And, um, uh, you know, uh, Morgan was talking about, um, you know, the wearing of masks and, you know, how we can think about that, that that's a moral decision that we make in terms of adhering to those regulations. But then it also offers us the ability to consider it from an ethical perspective. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just don't think we'd be at a place three years ago where that would have been a roundtable discussion we would have been having with 13, 14, 15 year olds. And that's the thing that really strikes me about this. And with the language that's in the continuum and yeah. in the capabilities going, no, they can get this. Yeah, it's absolutely. fine. It is not beyond them at all. And mm. they can thrive in this. Mm. It's almost like the scriptures in a way that there's mm. so much depth in there that no, yeah. you can just keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper to find yeah. more ways and more um, possibilities for connection and more possibilities for growth. Yeah, absolutely. And our, our, our theme for this year is service. And so we're really trying to promote Catholic social teaching and we're connecting our um, aspects of service to them, reflecting to the key capabilities. Um, you know, we're micro-credentialing their, their service to others on our learner profile. So it's just this it's just so much more of an authentic, holistic picture of student development. And as you said, it, it yeah. speaks to the priorities of our system that we are promoting and developing our young people as individuals and, and holistic, um, thriving individuals that are going to make such a difference for, for God's world. Yeah. And you know, we really do feel that it, it's incredibly personalised and, and that is the difference of a Catholic school. It really is. It is that we understand, we value and we give students the opportunity to thrive in so many different domains of their world. Mm. And as teachers, we're just really there to facilitate and give them the language to be able to do that. Brilliant. Thank you, Kate. Make sure you're subscribed to the Living Learning Leading podcast wherever you're listening to it right now to make sure you don't miss new episodes as soon as they're released. The Living Learning Leading podcast was produced by James Meston and me. Michaela Howard-Jones as a production of ArchD Radio for Catholic Education South Australia. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again in a few weeks with another Living Learning Leading episode.